Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Marriage Comeback, episode two of the Marriage Comeback. My name is. We Dave. didn't even plan that. I felt like that was good. That was good. <laughs> really good job, honey. My name is Dan Henry. And I'm Kelly Henry. And you may know us from our other social media platforms of the O. Henrys. And um, if you are here for the first time, I suggest going back to episode one. It's only 25 to 30 minutes. I'll go back to episode one so you can learn about what this podcast is about um, and what we're doing. And if you are back from the first one, welcome back. Thank you for for joining us. Um, Episode one was not an easy episode to record. No, not, not fun for us. We recorded it a couple times and each time. I didn't like it, and I'm glad episode one is done. <laughs> but ep- episode two is is just as important um, to dive and into. Just as sucky for us to talk about. <laughs> this was a little. This one's a little bit better. This one gives gives some some um, substance to how we kind of uh, recovered and and how we have um, kind of healed and grown. And this episode, episode two, um, is called "Healing After Infidelity." You do that so well. Well, you know, honey. I'm really good at like talking and doing this. Or, this is, he's so charismatic. Stop, stop. This is a, this is going to be a good um, informational um, podcast regarding, you know, the understanding of why, the how, now what to do. And that's, that's kind of what we're, uh, what we're going to dive into. And, we explained in episode one, um, a lot of this is going to be healing on, you know, the, the, the accuser and, and healing on, on Kelly's portion, which is, um, you know, the, the victim of, of the betrayed and the betrayer. Good. Maybe. I good. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what words we use yeah, for this. That's good. But we're trying to, we're trying to get both, you know, both parts of this, um, to where everybody can learn and anybody can learn from, you know, our mistakes and, and hopefully this, this reaches somebody that, that uh, needs it and can help them in their marriage. Yeah, and we've we've actually helped a few couples who have gone through infidelity infidelity just in our life that we know that have come to us and we've worked through with them. And, you know, it's the sad thing about infidelity in marriage. The sad thing is the statistics on it. Like the ratio of how many couples go through this, it makes me so sad. You know, I've been in a room before with friends and couples and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, 50%, like we're at 50% in this room of people who have gone through this. So it's, it's unfortunate that so many people feel this. So many people are triggered as they're watching or listening, just like we are, you know? And so we just are coming to a place that we just want people to understand that we see them and that they're understood and that there's a place for them. It's a lonely feeling. It's a hard feeling. So we're just trying to give hope to those who are healing and hope to those couples who are wanting to improve their relationship, whether it's infidelity or other things that you might be struggling with. But this is just our story that we're talking about. We understand that everybody's journeys are different. That's exactly right. So to, to, to begin this, uh, this episode, I'm going to dive in a little bit of my side. Yeah. And, um, 
rewind, you know, seven years ago, you know, Kelly would ask, you know, you know, why? We that had, was the hardest question for me. Was the why? And it was the hardest, and it was the, actually the hardest answer. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know myself. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know who I was. Um, and and I honestly could never answer Kelly. I could never answer Kelly to to the why. And it was never to. I never wanted to leave Kelly. I never wanted to leave my family. I never. I never wanted that. Um, I think it was the the carnal state um, of of my body of the of the need and the want of my carnal body. And I, I getting into therapy, I obviously learned you know after the fact of a little bit more about who I was and who who I am and how I needed help. Um, I have a very very addictive um, personality. I'm a very addictive person. Like, when I say if Xbox was not a thing our first year of marriage, I don't think we would have had one argument. Yeah. But. But it was. But it was. <laughs> and this guy liked to game. I liked to game. I, I, I dove into gaming. It's so funny now. I, I hate gaming. Um, but at that time. Yeah. You've gone through I, different I games. things. And. Golfing. I think I might still, that I might still You be. might still be, but you have a better grasp on it. Like gambling, like I can name. Well, gambling, things. gambling 15 years ago was worse, extremely worse than it is now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Because you go. grew and you understand your, and all of that. And Coca-Cola was, I haven't had a regular Coca-Cola in I don't there know how long. There were you would drink Coke. And be like, I don't know the last time I drank water. No doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt. And, and as else. of today, I've had a ton of water and one Diet Coke. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I learned that I had that addictive, you know, behavior in many things, not, not just in, um, you know, the, the, what, what we're discussing now. And Sexually. In, in sexual, you know, we sexual, can say that in sexual. Yeah, we I can. feel like this is an adulter podcast. It is, and I, I, I try to avoid that in some other videos. So yeah, this is going to be interesting to get used to. But yeah, with a sexual addiction, and um, so that was something through through therapy that I that I actually had to dive deep and, and understand how I was white. And I have not, I guess, um, iterated enough that I will always be accountable for my decisions. I'm never, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not blaming anything. But, but a part of our growth and our learning is learning who I am, learning where I came from, learning, learning my tendencies and, um, you know, getting into, into therapy and diving deep into therapy. I was able to learn, you know, a lot about this stuff about, about me, but I just, I definitely want to you know, reiterate that I will never blame, you know, my parents, I'll never blame others for the decision that, that I made. Um, at that time, I, I was in a deep hell and I've talked about that. I've been in a deep hell, but the, the relief, I, I can't explain it because I went through it myself. I could never tell Kelly early on that it was just a massive relief. Because it was not a relief to me to hear. No, no. And, and it wasn't, but, but for me, it was a massive relief that I, that I could maybe somehow get out of this 
hell and darkness that I was in. Because um, you were hiding. You were having this like shame and... Yeah, I was, I was hiding. I feel like that's what Satan wants is to keep it all in. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, I, and it was. I was I was hiding. I was in a... Just... I, was, I, I wasn't in a good place. But when that was brought to light, I was like, oh, I can actually you know work on myself. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to do everything and anything I can to show Kelly that this wasn't about that. This wasn't about leaving her. This wasn't about the family. This, this was a stupid carnal decision that, that I was making. And, and I think I, I, I was able to do that over the, over the next you know few years, I did everything and, and anything to show my trust, to, to get my trust back, to, to show her that I loved her, show her that I wanted to be a father, to show her that I wanted to be the husband that, that she thought that she knew. And that was, that was my goal. My goal was to prove to her once again that I was deeply in love with her, that I, I wanted to do anything for her. I mean, she'll get into it, but she made a list of, <laughs> of, oh, of things. She'll, she'll get it. She'll get into that. But I, I didn't care what the list said. The list could have said, grow your hair out 20 inches. Like I would have done it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Anything on that list that that, that she said I, I would have done, I would have, I would I have shown put them. some funny things on there. It was not a funny moment. But now, looking back, I could have put some things on there. Well, you, you, you could have. It definitely wasn't a funny moment. But to me, it, I didn't care what was on that list, right? Um, but the, the, the therapy was was incredible for me to understand who I was. And and Kelly, I think, could, could understand and see kind of where, where I was coming. Not to, not to have any excuses, obviously, or, or anything like that. But um, so, yeah, that's. It was good to learn about addiction for me, like my side to learn about it, like the process of it. Um, there's a cycle to it and, you know, how somebody copes with their triggers is a big thing that we learned. Yes. And that's what you learned about yourself. Like, what do I do when I get triggered? And we'll get into these things in a different episode because I feel like we could do a complete um, episode, on, episode triggers. on triggers and coping, on how to cope and how to deal with them. And so, um, but you know, if you don't even understand that you have triggers, you know, that's how you get into these situations and, and if you're not putting in the work and effort to understand it. Yeah. But like doing the little things, like I felt like we had a great marriage before I was really like, I didn't understand why we weren't doing all the little things we needed to be doing, but to connect every day, but we were doing, but we had a good marriage though. My side of the story was obviously devastation. When I found out, um, it was your whole world, everything that you think that you know about your life, literally getting flipped in one second. That, that was the craziest thing to me was how quickly life can change. And so it was, it was very devastating. And I learned that there's actually a word for that and an actual thing called betrayal trauma. And it's trauma, traumatic experience from being betrayed. And I went to therapy and really worked on that. Um, And 
it kind of, it's not PTSD, but it's similar, obviously not as extreme with life-threatening situations, but it's, um, you have a lot of the same triggers and having, having to deal with that. So when I found out, obviously I was super upset and, you know, before we even got married, infidelity has been in, Dan has a really big family. <laughs> there has been multiple instances of that. And so, um, before we got married, I was like, Hey, just so we know, and we're on the same page here, if this ever happens, like, peace out, I'm gone. I said that multiple times. And so, you know, you never know what you're going to do and how you're going to handle something until you're in that situation. It's kind of like parenting when you think, oh, before you have any kids and you see a tantrum or something in the store and you're like, I'm never going to do that or my kids are never going to do that. And then you become a parent and you quickly realize <laughs> that you don't know what you're talking about or doing and you kind of understand other people. Um, so, but my initial gut reaction was like, I'm done, I'm gone. And I told him, I was like, I want a divorce, I'm out. Took the kids, I went to Idaho, that's where I'm from. We live in Utah. Took my kids to Idaho with my parents. They took care of my kids. I couldn't really get out of bed. They made sure I was eating because I didn't want to eat. Um, and they were just so there for me and I'm so grateful for them because they really, really helped me in that time of need. Um, and I didn't, I, it was this really big battle between brain and heart because my brain is saying, leave them. You know, our culture and everything that we see, if you type in anything into the computer about like what to do with infidelity, I swear it was all leave them, leave them, leave them, leave them. So it was, I kind of, I felt like I had like the two people on my shoulders, like pulling me both ways um, because I really felt strongly like Jesus was there for me and he was saying, give him a second chance, give him a second chance for your family. And I'm like, but I don't want to. I'm so angry. Like, I am so angry. And it was hard. It was really hard. Um, but I felt like there was three reasons why I chose to stay. Three reasons to give him a chance. Um, I didn't know if, it, if we were going to make it, but I was going to give him a second chance. So the three reasons... Um, First one was I felt like my savior was telling me to, to give him a second chance. Um, he was willing to work on it. He was willing to put in the effort. He wanted to stay, you know, um, that's what he wanted to fight for our family. So I just felt like Jesus was telling me, you know, give him that shot. And then the second reason was I knew I would have to answer to my adult children someday. I, Dan is such a good dad and our kids just adore him. And how was I going to answer my children someday when they're adults and like looking at me, if I chose to leave and, and, you know, they said, mom, you teach us to forgive. You teach us to be Christ-like and you didn't even give dad a chance when he was asking for it, when he was trying to put the effort in. Like we said, our situation, our story is different, you know, than other people's, but he wanted to work on it. 
And then the third reason was I had a friend stop by who I grew up with and she had been through something similar. And I was like, why did you stay? Why? And she said, I have two choices. I had two choices to stay or to leave. And she's like, both options were really hard choices. They're both roads, both paths I take are going to be so hard. But only one path has the option of my family being together at the end of it. So like in my head, I'm like, no brainer. Like, why wouldn't I choose that one where I can have my family together at the end, possibly? So those are the reasons that I was like, okay, I'm going to give him a second shot at this. And so I was like, okay, what do we need to do? So mama typed up a list. (laughs) Yes, yes, you did. After I had spent some time up in Idaho with my family and I needed space, I needed a process, I needed to work through things. You know, I came back and was like, okay, I'm going to give you one year. We set a timeline. I said, you have one year. This is my list. This is what we need to do. I'm willing to fight for this marriage and give everything I have for one year. If we are not better by then, then we just need to separate because it's not fair to me if I can't forgive you. It's not fair to you if I can't forgive you. That's not a life we want to live, you know. So we just really committed and we wrote it down. And I had a list of things for him to do, like things to do every day, things that he couldn't do, like golf was on there. He couldn't play golf <laughs> just because I wanted to, him to prove to me. I put like little things like Coca-Cola, don't drink Coke. Small things that just, I, there was big things on there and there were small things on there to prove. To prove, Yeah. Because if you're willing to do the little things and the big things and all that consistently, then that would show me. Because actions speak louder than words. You can tell me everything I want to hear. And if you're listening and, and, and questioning your, I guess, you know, trust level with, with your, your spouse or significant other, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Put, you know, put a list together, both of you. Both of you put, put a list together on, hey, this would, this would make me feel better or... I would love to see you, you know, do this or this and not forcing them Mm -hmm. obviously, but when you're in a state of, you know, trying to build trust, it's a good way to, it's a good way to, to manage that and to, and to to see that. And I I knew that was on me Yeah, I was going to do whatever was on that list. And I feel like sometimes people are so willing to just quickly throw away their marriage or, and I'm like, you know, in that moment, I'm, we had been married for 10 years. We have four kids. I was just like, we have built this life together. And, you know, we, we've been working so hard for these 10 years to get to where we are. And now this is happening. It's, it was, life isn't black and white choices and decisions. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that easy to know black and white, like what we need to do, but life isn't black and white. And we, have to make some choices and and I was willing to put that trust get that mustard seed of faith and just be like okay you know heavenly father you are telling me that I need to give him another chance and I don't want to but I know that's what I need to do for my kids and my family so I'm going to do this and I have to put trust in this process and move forward and I was very grateful that she had made that decision um 
like she said, with with the Lord helping her, and, and obviously her, her, she hasn't mentioned it, but her, her father was a, a massive part of of kind of helping her understand, you know, giving me that second chance. Her father was a a massive part in in us being where we are now, and I'm very yeah. great. I'm grateful for for him and and um, the decision that Kelly made to to give me that that year and that list and and everything like that and. Now that she made that decision and she came home, it's it's it was time to uh, start the healing process start and start to put in that work. start to put in the work. We dove into the healing. I mean, this this isn't a one week process. This isn't a one month process. This is, and it wasn't even a year process. I mean, Kelly gave me the, the year, you know, ultimatum or whatever you want to call it. It's still going today. There are times where I will be triggered or something. And because of the, the therapy that we have gone through, we both know how to manage it. And communicate Significantly to it. better than, oh, yeah. than, than years ago. So I, how, how I started on, on, on me, you know, helping me and fixing myself was I, I dove into therapy, therapy immediately. I dove into a personal therapy. Uh, we did couples therapy. Um, I do I, I went into a 12 step, um, process and I was doing that we did two, two times a week to make three times. I don't know. Sometimes like two or three times a week is what, is what yeah, I was. You were in therapy like three nights with like the 12 step yeah. and the other therapy. And you know what? Initially it was dark. I was alone. I was learning about myself and I, I hated. I mean, I'd come home and kind of say, "Hey, how'd it go? What'd you learn?" I'm just like, "I, I'm, I'm broken. I'm messed up. I'm." You're like, this is the most depressing thing. Yeah, like, I mean, not it's only pulling, what we're going through, but going pulling up all this unhealed childhood trauma, and it was opening up my eyes to where I, I didn't even know. I would just be like, uh, "This is this is insane." But you know, I was learning. I was learning, and the biggest kind of hope and and part of my healing was I didn't see any end. I never saw an end. I never saw light. I never saw, I mean, I was working towards it, but I never, I can never see it until a few couples came in to therapy and they, they seemed all so happy. I was like, what the heck are they doing here? I was like, this is not, I was like, this is not, this is not a happy place. Why are they so happy? So, you know, our, our therapist introduced them and they were in those classes five, 10 years prior. And they were explaining you guys, this gets better. I, they're like, I know where you are. I've been you. I've sat in this classroom. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, are you freaking serious? Like, it does get better. And, and one comment that he made was, our marriage now. And he, he, was, he was the me in the couple. He goes, our marriage now is better than it has ever been. He's like, I, will, I would never go back. I never want to go through what, what we did, but I'll never go back. 
my marriage and my wife and my relationship is better than it ever was. And in my mind, I'm like, bull crap, bull crap. But I kept listening and the next couple did it and the next couple did it. So if you're listening and you feel like you want to say bull crap, we've been there. We get it. We're trying to give you hope. You know, and, and I'm just like, what the heck? This is insane. And then one of them was goofy. You know, he goes, and I know you guys don't think you'll ever have sex with your wife again. He goes, and he kind of like side-eyed. He's like, guys, I have sex like two or three times a week. <laughs> I'm like, this like dude. He's so proud. Like he has a medal. I was like, this, this dude has given me the most hope I've ever had in my entire life. He's happy. He's gotten past this. She's happy. She's there smiling the whole time. She's happy. I And that was the biggest, like, oh my gosh, like. And, and that actually comes back to when Kelly and I were talking about starting this podcast. I was like, if I can get anybody to feel the way that I felt in the situation that I was in, if I can get anybody to feel that way, we've accomplished something. Yeah. Because that was, that was the moment for me where I was like, I can, I'm going to continue doing this. And if it's what this guy says, I, I want that. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, if you were listening... It, it's that it's that Kelly and I are, are better than we ever were before. We go on dates. We love each other. Our kids can't tell us to, enough to, to get our hands off of each other. We have sex multiple times a week. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. We have sex multiple times a week. Our kids see the love that we have. And I want to give you, you listeners, hope that it does get better. It does. And, you know, like Dan said, the first thing when I came back and we were starting this was I had the list, but I, but I said, you have to work on you and fix you before this is going to work. And I have to fix me and what I'm going through. So we really, you guys... We were individual therapy. We were individually working. We didn't start working on relationship stuff for like a month or two. Yeah, I feel like it was a couple because months. we we really had to dig deep into ourselves. And you know, people ask us, "Well, what do you do if you're struggling in your marriage, but your partner doesn't want to put in the work?" And my my advice would be to work on yourself. Put everything you have into like bettering you as a person. Work on your mental health. We learned about um, dailies in therapy and, you know, doing the things that you need to be doing every day to be on top, to be your best self and to be on top of your mental health and your self-care and your um, spirituality, you know, getting outside. There, There's less and everybody's dailies can be different, but, you know, it's, it was about working on ourselves as individual people first before we could work on our marriage. And so it, it's, it's a lot and it's not fun to go through therapy. Like I would so look forward to therapy, but I hated it at the same time. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like it helped us and I could feel it helping us. And I'd be like so excited to go, but I'd be like a bawling mess and, and hate it at the same time. It, it was so hard. But, you know, Dan put in all the effort. He was all in. I was all in. He worked so hard on doing all those things. And so 
it's great to look back at your marriage and know that you've been through something that lots of marriages don't last from and knowing that your partner fought for you. Like that's a, it's a, an amazing feeling that they were willing to walk through hell and back with you because it's that important. I love you. I love you. Thanks for joining us on episode two of the marriage comeback. Um, we dove a little into two healing. There's a, a lot more to come. Um, we'll be back next week. Leave us your comments. Go to our YouTube channel. This video will be on, or if you're listening on the podcast, just comment if you have any questions or you want um, us to talk about a certain topic. We want to help you guys, so we need to hear from you guys of, you know, what we can maybe help you with. We've had a lot of time since, so we want to know if you're struggling, what we can help you with. We look forward to that. We love you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye.